Hello and welcome to The Library is Open, a podcast where we discuss technology trends in the library community and tools we use as librarians every day. I'm your host, Jesse Zaro, and joining us today is the ever wonderful Mark Noble, Aspen Discovery Team Lead. Today, we will be talking about the future of open source discovery. Welcome, Mark. Thanks, Jesse. So I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we are excited to talk about discovery. So Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the library world. Um, well, there's long version and short version. I'll go with the short version. Um, so I, I'm actually not a librarian or a programmer, even by trade. I, I uh, um, started out as an engineer, but then uh, started programming. And at some point, I needed a job and wound up getting a job with uh, the library company in Denver. Um, and I was working on their, um, they had a project for the um, Chicago Public Library working on their uh, OPAC, um, which was really fun. I I got into it. it. It was kind of unexpected. I got it through a recruiter and, and didn't really know that much. I mean, obviously, I'd used the library and stuff as a kid, but yeah. and used it with my my kids. But um, I, I got into it and really learned more about how wonderful the people in libraries are. Um, it was a really diverse company. It, it was um, so many just knowledgeable, interesting people that um, I learned more and more about libraries and, and never left. So um, it, it's been wonderful. I, I love working with libraries and librarians. So Yeah. Um, now, how long have you been working in just, well, let's say discovery in general, but with libraries? So I've been working with libraries for... Oh boy, uh, 15 to 18 years probably now. So, and working on Aspen in all of its various incarnations for, uh, I think it's a dozen years now. So um, we might be creeping up on 13 years now, but. Um, I see a celebration in our future then. Yeah, time flies. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Awesome. Yeah. Well, that rolls us right into our next question. So the number one goal of Aspen Discovery is to make sure that patrons know all the amazing things that libraries provide. How do you stay informed about new products, developments, and essentially what's on the horizon with libraries? Um, A lot of it is just talking to libraries and librarians. So I think it's really important to um, sit down with libraries that we're working with, ask them a lot about their challenges, um, the opportunities they have, um, which is wonderful with all the partners that we have. So we've got um, some really large partners um, that have unique needs um, and that maybe are interacting with a bunch of e-content vendors that um, some of the smaller libraries might not be. Um, But we also get to talk with all of the smaller libraries um, and they have really unique needs too. So it's really fun to build discovery that works for everybody and it gives us opportunities to do things. So um, one of the things we released in the last year was the web builder. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and that's a feature that really is driven by a lot of our small libraries and and our consortia that uh, might not have the resources to go out to pay a traditional design firm to build their website or they might not have, I mean, some of our libraries will have two or three people on site, uh, on staff, just dealing yeah. with the website. Um, and, and the little libraries can't do that. Um, 
So it's great to be able to provide some of those features um, for a really diverse size of, of libraries. Um, and libraries all do such different things. It, it's so amazing to me. You, I think people think of libraries and it's like, oh, they're libraries, they provide books and, and that's it. And I, I think it's great how many different things people, uh, all of our libraries really do. Um, it, it makes for such fun conversations and, and seeing how libraries support their communities um, in such different ways and in such like really regionally specific, community specific ways. Um, and then being able to support them in doing that, it it, it gets me up in the morning. It, it, it gets me excited every day. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just saying the same thing, like open source communities in general are, are really what but like motivates you to come in and do what you do every day. Like being near people who are passionate about growing their own community of users, whether it's urban or rural, you know, whatever setting they're in for their library, like working so hard for those patrons that are coming in every day. And, you know, using Aspen really places us in a community of people who are working to create a discovery tool that not only works for their library, but all libraries. And I think yep. that's one of the most important parts of community. So what drives you like the development? Talk about that piece of it. Like, what's it like being part of this community as a developer? Yeah, I, again, it's a lot of listening. Um, it's it's really fun to be able to build something, know that people are using it right away, hear their reactions, hear how excited they are about it, um, and, and know that you're really making a difference in people's lives in, in making access easier, more equitable. Mm -hmm. um, making sure that that all of those resources are available, that people can um, promote the diversity of their collection, they can um, it, make all of these resources available to general community. Um, it, and it's awesome just to know that you're making a difference in, in millions of people's lives um, and, and exposing them to resources they might not otherwise know about. And, and I always like to say, like, libraries spend a lot of money on some of these resources and we want to make sure that they're used because um, there's a lot of great resources that libraries will spend a lot of money for, but they just get buried in a website um, and discovery makes it easier for patrons to find that. And uh, we find some of those just hidden gems that, that you wouldn't find otherwise. And that, that's why we want to be able to search not just books and eBooks that a traditional discovery layer will, but be able to search people's events. So when you're searching for yoga, you can go to the mom and kid yoga time or, yeah. or um, uh, the, the quilting classes or code clubs, those kind of things. There's so many things that libraries are doing. And, and a lot of these um, libraries have people on staff that maybe they were a former yoga instructor. And, and so you can get a class that's every bit as good as going to your local yoga studio where maybe you're paying 20 or $30 yeah. for a yoga class. Um, but by going to the library, you've got access to all of these great resources that people wouldn't know about otherwise. So like being able to index and search all of those events and the websites and 
all of those things and databases that are provided. Um, when my daughter was in um, high school, they didn't really have a library at all. So they just directed people to the public library. Mm -hmm. um, and part of that was for all of their EBSCO resources, which at the time, even though I am involved in libraries um, in my day-to-day -day -day life, I, I had no idea that my library actually subscribed to any of those resources. Um, so if we can make those things available um, to patrons, make it easier for them to use, then we're getting more usage out of it and we're empowering people to, to do more. So, which it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, oh, well, I think one of my favorite examples, I was just the other day, I stumbled across this one, um, you know, looking for a sewing, which one of my favorite mm -hmm. hobbies. And I stumbled upon creative bug. Mm -hmm. a database that, you know, um, you can go in and view tutorials, get crafting ideas. And I was just like, you probably would have never found this if I was just in a traditional catalog. So, right. you know, it's just amazing, like the avenues that you can explore with discovery, yeah. not just that traditional, you know, print material. Yeah. 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 So Aspen is really growing fast and now has expanded globally with support in UK and the Middle East. How excited does this get you to see libraries using Aspen worldwide? Yeah. Um, well, like I said, I've been working on Aspen um, for a dozen years. And when I started out, I started um, doing it on a contract basis for um, Marmot Library Network and then um, four or five other libraries as well. I was just doing some contracting for and um, I've always wanted to see it get a broader audience. Um, and it, it's worked really well to to have, uh, I'm glad that it got developed the way that it did. It, I think it's made it a better product. It's made it a more flexible product. Um, it is so exciting now though, to see just the growth that we've had in the number of partners we support, seeing partners from outside the country wanting to support it. Yeah. Um, like I've said, couple of times already. I love the diversity of ideas. Um, and by having partners now in Europe and the Middle East, um, we've got even, even broader diversity of ideas. Um, yeah. And I think that helps people not just in those countries. Um, and it's always fun to walk into a library and see your software set up on an OPAC. And so I'm gonna, someday I hope to be able to go to England and, and yeah. see Aspen set up in a, uh, um, in a public library and, and be able to think, wow, that that's cool. I, I've worked on that. But um, the diversity of the developments that we're doing and being able to um, have those partners contribute ideas. Um, mm -hmm. So obviously we're going to get a lot better internationalization and translations. Um, That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And we've done a lot with Aspen to make it easier to translate um, and make it easy for individual libraries to translate um, mm -hmm. because with libraries being so community-based, um, there's a lot of cases where 
the terminology isn't even the same from one library to another. So um, an easy example is what do people call freezing and thawing holds? Is it right. freeze, thaw, is it suspend and unsuspend, all of those things? And we want to make that, that really easy. Um, and then a lot of these libraries will have local communities um, of just populations from China or Korea or um, Arabic communities yeah. and being able to support those local communities. We're, we're going to get a lot more involved with some of the internationalization and translations um, mm -hmm. to really help serve those communities. Um, it's always it's really fun working with partners that have those collections and seeing how they yeah. work and, and learning more about it. And I get a chance to learn and, and yeah. learn to support partners at the same time. But yeah, it, the people that we work with are, are super smart people, the um, people in Europe, um, PTFS Europe and the, the people in uh, Saudi Arabia, knowledge where technologies are, they're both smart smart groups of people that are fun, interesting to work with. They mm. uh, have great ideas and are contributing. So it's fun to see um, Aspen grow in terms of the number of developers that are, are contributing as well. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, PTFS Europe, they're so involved in several open source communities. So, you know, they're going to be passionate about bringing Aspen Discovery on board and getting yeah. just involved in that community as they are in some of the others. So it's, I'm really excited. My sister-in-law yeah. lives in London. So I'm oh. excited that I hope one day her public library gets Aspen Discovery so we can uh, get Gideon's school girls because she is a fierce library user. So I'm super excited. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much fun. So yeah, yeah. we're starting to expand now to like various places where it's like, oh, my mom grew up there or <laughs> yeah. that's where my parents went to school and, and that kind of thing. So it's fun to start having some of those connections too um, as Aspen expands and internationally and, and just across the, the U S and Canada. So. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So tell us what's next on the roadmap for Aspen discovery. What's what's on the horizon. Oh, we've got a bunch of things. So short term, um, we're working on a Polaris integration. Um, it works for most of the basic things. We're, we're rolling out uh, some of the more advanced features, some of the advanced holds and that kind of thing that Polaris mm -hmm. offers. Um, so we're always trying to have great integration with all of the ILSs, make sure that everything works really well. And, and, and that's great because then Aspen can really work on top of any ILS. Um, so libraries can bring their patrons the best discovery, no matter what their staff likes on the back end, um, which is really important to me. So we've got that going on. We'll be offering an evergreen um, support later in the year. Um, and we're always continually improving those so that that's kind of a short-term thing short-term we're also working on a bunch of different e-commerce integrations um those aren't super exciting but uh necessary as uh, um, patrons want to make or libraries want to make it easier for patrons to pay so um, we've got a few of those going on um, again those are just short-term kind of easy things that we're working on that we always have to do um 
we're always looking at different e-content integrations. So as there's mergers happening, like Canopy getting uh, purchased by Overdrive, we're hoping that's going to really lead to some good new APIs that will allow those resources to be easier to discover. Um, But really the big thing we're working on right now is um, a new mobile app, um, which is something we've talked about for years and years and years, um, but we finally had one of our uh, libraries had a um, an app that he'd built for his library um, based off of Aspen, and he was generous enough to share that source code with us and, and build a version that will be um, good for all of our partners. So we're hoping to roll that out to everybody by the end of the summer, um, and it's just a fun, different way for people to discover. There's people that kind of only use apps on their their phones, and yeah. they are phones are ubiquitous now. So um, every, everybody's got a, a smartphone that uh, we want to interact with. And Aspen's a great mobile experience, but having the app just gives us a little bit of an extra way to reach even more patrons. So yeah, that's right, Mark. I can have a whole conversation with you about apps because you know, there's this, there's people who are just like, you know, this is with me no matter where I'm at. They don't even go on their, you know, computers or their laptops or, you know, tablets. People used to carry tablets around with them all the time, you know, but everybody always has their phone. So being able to like open whatever device you're on, whether it's Chrome or Safari um, or going to the app store because you like having an app. I mean, giving them both options just makes it so much more of an option for all users. And yep. that's what's important. Not if, who cares if, you know, they prefer the app or just opening it on their browser, it gives them options. Yeah. And that's yep. what's most important. Well, and whatever we can do to reduce barriers to access, like exactly, let's make it easier to use, make, let more libraries uh, and more patrons be able to use it the way they want to. So I, I, I think it's really important not to dictate how patrons work or how libraries work. So um, one of the things I've said millions of times is every time we, we build a feature, we're building a, fe- a, a switch to turn it off because um, we've worked with public libraries, academics, schools, um, different sizes of academics, consortia, multi-type consortia, and there is no one size fits all. So it's being really conscious of um, allowing libraries to customize things to work the best way possible for their communities. And, and that's today that that's apps too. So it's, we've got to provide those things. I want to come back to, um, to just the powerfulness of, Aspen Discovery, being able to work with any ILS, you know, making it agnostic. So whatever your preference is for the back end, you know, for your um, library management system, you know, being able to put Aspen on top of any ILS makes it so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And so important. Yeah, it really does. So, and and, I mean, obviously working with Bywater now, (laughs) I've got a, a love for, for Koha, but changing ILSs is really hard. Um, And although I I think Koha is definitely the best ILS out there, um, then, (laughs) (laughs) um, but being able to use whatever you want, because like sometimes just, just trying to get 
I mean, either you're locked into a long-term contract and it's right. like, well, we'd love to do something different, but that's not happening for five years. Um, right. Or, um, or trying to get, get staff buy-in in, in those turnovers is hard. Yeah. Um, so, but we want to make sure that patrons can be removed from those and, and not have to, uh, I don't want to say suffer, but <laughs> they, they don't have to be impacted by those decisions. So we, we can give them the best possible discovery and something that allows you to discover not just your ILS materials, but everything. So um, it, it's really important. Um, yeah. Libraries are so, so much more than just books. Um, and the more we can yeah. educate patrons on that, the better. Um, and, and the more we give people the power to do that, the better. So. Yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, yeah. Well, Mark, what are you reading or listening to? So we just did a book club for the Aspen team on reinventing Ooh. organizations, um, which okay. is a book that's about, it's a lot about self-management. It's a lot about um, bringing your whole self to work. Um, it's kind of modern. It's the they call it kind of the next evolution of how work works. Um, mm. And it, it's just a really interesting book. I think we follow a lot of the principles in it and we're kind of discussing what other principles we might be interested in, but it, it's just a fun way of, of really empowering um, the team and people to, to do amazing things. Um, yeah. I, I'm so excited by the team that we've created at, at Bywater. Um, just we've got really passionate people um hardworking people that that love what they do um love delivering for partners um love helping partners um it's it's really just such an amazing group to work with um so whatever we can do to help and support that is is amazing so um, yeah well mark that is one thing i love about you you are passionate about helping helping libraries make sure that their patrons get everything uh, that they have to offer and that's one thing that i really admire yeah thanks so yeah it's it's fun so so fun i I would not be in this industry if it wasn't so much fun so it's it's i i found my niche so it's yeah it's just a wonderful group to work with and libraries and librarians are amazing and yeah yeah we can looking do a forward part. to yeah looking forward to having in-person conferences again to uh, where we can, can sit down and, and chat with more librarians so yeah. and hug that's what i'm waiting for yep <laughs> well mark thank you for joining us for the library is open podcast it was very fascinating to hear kind of the background and you know, the goals of Aspen and where things are going in the future. So we look forward to seeing what happens next. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. We'll catch you all next time. Bye. Bye.